and welcome to TLF Gems, a podcast about customer experience and insight from TLF Research. I'm Stephen Hampshire. And I'm Greg Roche. And what we're discussing in this um, episode is your book, Stephen. You've written a book. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't even written a book, although to be fair, it's such a short book that I always feel slightly shifty when anyone describes it as a book. (laughs) So so the book title is Your Customer Survey with an interesting um, strap line using research to build a distinctive customer experience. Just briefly tell us, why have you written a book? There's obviously plenty of um, customer experience books um, knocking around. So why have you written one? And perhaps, you know, what was your motivation for, for writing it? Yeah, I think what, there are a lot of customer experience books, you're right. But what there aren't really, I don't think, is books that are in that kind of um, in the niche I'm aiming for, which is sort of how do you use customer insight, customer experience research, so the kind of work that, that we do at TLF Research? How do you use that to inform, you know, developing a better customer experience or better relationships with your customers? So for me, I and mean, a lot of a lot of the world of customer experience, it's kind of lost sight of, for me, the purpose of research and insight. So there's so much emphasis on metrics, on you know programs, you know, voice of the customer programs. Um, so overcomplicated mechanisms of, you know, feedback and performance management. Yeah. And it's almost lost sight of that fundamental idea that we want to understand customers and we want to build a strategy for the business based on long-term relationships with the right kind of customers. So it's about sort of, in a way, getting back to the fundamentals of what is customer insight for and how do you use that in your strategy as a business? Yeah, it, um, I definitely... I mean, I've read it and I think it, it's absolutely excellent. And I did think, and, and perhaps we could just expand into your strap line of using research to build a distinctive customer experience. To me, it probably came across as not two books or two very short books, but it came across as a really good combination of here's a little bit of the, the, the theory, the background, the numbers, you know, the solid research bit and the next step as well, where a lot of books are, Either or. I, 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 I do think you do a very, very good job of, of, of combining that. Just want to expand a bit on using research to build a distinctive customer experience. Yeah, I guess in, in a way, there's almost two steps to it. So there's, I guess we, we start with the premise, with, with the assumption, if you like, that sustainable long-term success in business is built on the idea of a loyalty strategy. So, you know, you build good relationships with the kind of customers who will reward you for creating you know, a, a good experience for them by being loyal. So you've got to you know, find and keep the right customers. That's you know, the heart of our view of, of doing good business. And then in order to, to earn that loyalty, you have to create consistently memorably good customer experiences, you know, more so than anyone else that, that those customers are dealing with. Yeah. And then in turn, to do that, in order to create those memorable, memorably good customer experiences, you have to understand your customers. You have to make the you know the right decisions about how to plan and deliver customer experiences um, that will earn you that loyalty. Yeah, it's um, very logical when you describe it like that, isn't it? It, it? it is a very logical sort of sequence of sequence of uh, of events. And I think the book is set out very much as you're articulating in that, you know, to achieve this, we go from here to here to here to here to here. What sort of experience have you drawn on when you were sort of writing the book? Where, what, what? Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, you, you know that you've been involved in, in you know, in, in customer satisfaction measurement for for 
20 years now but what what was there anything when you're writing it that that you really a particular area or a topic you were drawing on much more than others well and as you said i've worked at, at tlf for over 20 years so i've you know worked with clients in pretty much every industry you could think of you know whether it's manufacturing or retail or financial services or the public sector or uh, social housing or dot 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 pretty yeah. much every sector and I guess what, what what I'm trying to do in in this book is get away from the details that that keep those sectors separate, and you know the details do vary, but actually the the principles of building good relationships with customers over the long term, designing good customer experiences, and using research and insight to do that, those principles I think apply in, in whatever sector you're in. Once you get away from those kind of details that do vary, and I guess over those twenty years. I've probably more and more seen the fundamentals that are the same and seen past the, the, the details that differ and, and see what really, really matters. What I'm trying to get back to in this book, I think, is I do feel at the moment, without sort of wanting to point the finger at anyone in particular, I do feel the, the customer experience industry is falling a bit in love with overcomplicating and over sort of jargonizing what is actually Again, simple, not easy. So it, yeah. it, the ideas are simple. Doing it is really, really difficult. But we don't need to overcomplicate this. We don't need to make, frankly, we don't really need to build an industry around it. We, we just need to get back to that basic idea of how do we define our success for our business grounded in delivering to the customer? And how do we find out about customers and what they want and set about giving it to them? Yeah, there was a couple of thoughts as I was re re reading the book. And, um, and, and, you know, you and I have recently re reviewed your webinar on the customer experience landscape for this year and, and, and obviously all that's going on in that. And there was probably a, a, a little bit of that where I thought, yeah, some of this is just fundamentally the same as it's always been. And somehow we've, we as a, a, an industry and a sector have lost sight of some of those real basics that are the foundation of providing actionable insight and everyone likes the the back end that will you know that we'll talk about of beyond and action plans and you know and let's give it a let's call it cx and give it a new name and, and all, all, all those sort of things but i think one of the things that, that you and i have talked about before is if 2020 has taught us anything it's to really get back to understanding your customers because you know their needs their behaviors their attitudes have probably changed and or may have changed but we certainly need to know whether they have changed and i thought the first part of the book where you get back to those basics in i'm going to say in a simplistic way and i mean that as a complex uh, as a compliment because things like sampling does matter to get an accurate measurement and the data collection being accurate matters to get these these actionable insights absolutely and i think and that's a really good example actually so it's so many particularly big corporates have these colossal you know hugely expensive hugely complicated structures of you know metrics derived from customers about whether it's satisfaction or nps or whatever it is and feedback mechanisms built around it and individual feedback and agents getting scores and bonuses all of which is great but what are your response rates yeah and oh hang on your response rate is 10 percent. well so the basics of sampling you're just ignoring you know and there's this whole elaborate overcomplicated mechanism that your ground truth could be 
wildly distorted by that failure to address the basics of doing good research. I think one way that you do that makes the book easy to read is I did actually quite like the way it was laid out, that there was a, a sort of a bolded bit at the top of the topic, which which is really like a very quick executive summary paragraph. And um, to someone like myself, that was quite nice to skim read that bit as well. But then there's a, a further bit where you, you go into a bit more detail. And again, without over um, elaborating it. And I think in some ways, the simplicity, certainly in that sort of first half, it, it makes the book strong and very readable. Yeah, I really do. It, it was quite a fun challenge, actually, trying to, to make... I did wonder that. <laughs> trying to simplify some things that aren't that simple it's almost yeah each page is a point you know yeah. i'm trying to make one point on each page and you've only got therefore you know a couple of hundred words to do that because it's quite a small book so they're quite small pages um and that that does make you think about what do i really need to say to make this point one of the things you have to sacrifice therefore is the kind of the elaborate evidence you might go into to support your point in a lot of these things almost become an assertion but yeah but hopefully, um that's not what this book is for this book is to sort of make the points rather than to demonstrate to yeah. prove them, and then the sort of perhaps not the second half but the last third of the book i think you and i think this is where you move it into in fact i really like the, the phrase beyond csm um just talk a bit about that uh, just talk a, a, a bit about that that's interesting isn't it because it, it as soon as i wrote that i thought oh does that imply that there's something wrong with a customer satisfaction survey as a classic customer satisfaction measurement and it, there isn't you know that absolutely is still necessary and, and all the things that you've just read if you get to that point of the book are true but it's useful to to think about what else to do with it so i think for me again it comes down to that idea of of kind of steps so measuring customer attitudes and whether you use nps or customer satisfaction index or whatever you use measuring customer attitudes sort of sits in the middle and to really get the most out of doing that you need to think about the links either side of it so how do you link it how customers feel to how customers behave in ways that make you money so proving that loyalty strategy side of things and to do that you need to start thinking about things like the service profit chain, how do customer attitudes drive customer behaviors, such yeah. as you know, buying more of your stuff, staying for longer, complaining yeah. less. And on the other side, what are the things that you do that make customers happier or less happy? So things like tools like the perfect customer experience yeah. help to map out if we do X, Y, and Z. If we get our deliveries on time, then customers are happy. If we're late, then they're unhappy. If we tell them that the delivery is going to be late, well, actually they're happy again. So customer attitudes are created by the the things we do as a business and if you've done those two sort of sets of linking outward from your survey yeah then you have the return on investment argument you know if we you know make sure we always tell customers if we're going to be late or ideally get all our deliveries on time then they're happier and that makes us more money so there's a you know that entire return on investment uh, argument is made for you with the survey as the kind of mediating thing, understanding that there is the customer attitude is the thing that stands in the middle between what you do and then what customers do. Yeah, yeah, it, um, it, it, I, I think it does a really good job of of seeing which bit of the chain, if you use a chain, not, and I think in some ways I'm referring to the service profit chain specifically and and generally, of 
there are things either side and this is the role it plays in it and you know and um, you can tell i'm already a, a fan of the book and i have an autographed um, copy you, <laughs> you know it um it'll be worth more if, if you're dead by the way it um it, it, it sort of elongates out and it, it you know it, it does show you where it it, it sort of fit, fits in with, with that in mind who who's the book targeted at who would get most out of reading it it's designed for and like i said i think I've probably got two people in mind when writing it. So it could either be someone who doesn't have a lot of, of kind of background or experience with using customer insight in this way. And I think for them, it would be a good introduction to the, the questions that they need to answer. And it wouldn't be the only book they need. So if you've yeah. never done survey research before, this isn't the book that's going to teach you how to do sampling, really. It'll point you in the right direction. It'll tell you you need to do sampling, though. Exactly, yeah. So yeah. That's it. it'll tell you which which things you need to do and what questions you need to ask yourself. It won't tell you exactly how to answer all those because it's only short. I think the other potential audience is people who have been doing it for a while but want a kind of something to help them think through. Is this program giving me what I need? And I think in particular... It's, it's designed for people who fundamentally buy into the idea of the loyalty strategy. That, you know, the way my business is going to succeed or our business is going to succeed is by investing in long-term relationships with customers. It won't pay off tomorrow, but it'll pay off over 5, 10, 15, 20 years, whatever. And if you buy that, if you believe that, then I think, hopefully, what I intend is that this book will help you think through what do we need to do with the research and insight that we've got in order to start down that path to building long-term relationships with customers that makes that makes sort of perfect sense and again when i was sort of reading it it did make me think a, a, a little bit about the, the the sort of the 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 you know sort of the back to roots plus the things that are, are at either side because i get guess a lot of sort of conversations we have with um, new clients tend to start off with them saying i've got this customer experience program and it's not working it's not delivering what i want it to deliver as in returns behaviors and and, and all the things you've taught through and I, I was actually thinking part of particularly the second part of the book is a pretty good checklist at saying well are you doing this are you doing that have you got this because it probably is a little bit i mean we talk about a journey or a chain but it's probably a little bit like dot to dot and being able to do the dot to dots you know together and there's a right way to join the dots and a wrong way to join the dots one that looks well and one that that that's that that doesn't so yeah i can understand i can understand what you're saying there how can people get the book stephen now that we've told everyone how good it is currently three ways so it, it's available as a paperback from our website tlfresearch.com so yeah if you go there and then search a little bit so if you, if you click on um where the sort of webinars and training are there's a there's a sort of sub menu there that says shop and within the shop you can buy the paperback uh, and it's also on the amazon website as a kindle book so if you, if you want the kindle version that's on amazon in the fullness of time i think we'll get the paperback on amazon as well but um we haven't figured out how to do that yet congratulations on writing it you know i know it's not easy you know you know writing a, a book and i and i think part of what i um like uh, you know like about to be besides its content and, and uh, you know and the way that you explain anyone who sort of listens to to our tlf gems podcasts there's definitely a lot of stevenism in it and you know i can hear you saying so, so, um, some of the words um in it and overall it, it, you know I, I found it a very informative a very nice and a very easy easy read so um you know, well done, Stephen. 
Thank you very much. Right, well, I guess we should uh, probably wrap up now, unless you've got any more praise for me, Greg, because I've got enjoyed no, that. No, that's this year's uh, allocation all used up in, in one podcast. Thank you all very much for listening. If you're using iTunes, please subscribe, rate and review us. And if you want to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter at TLF Research or at tlfresearch.com. Mm-hmm.